I'm Nora Barry. And I'm Mike Adams. And you're listening to The Story Mechanics, where we diagnose, deconstruct, fix, and build stories. At a time when marijuana is now suddenly legal, maybe there's an easier way for you to get high. It's a story. You hear a lot these days about story being important. Everyone seems to be telling stories. We believe that it's important because, frankly, it may affect you chemically. For more on that, Nora Berry. So why is story important? Once many years ago, I was on a cycling tour, and I stopped in Mont Saint-Michel, which is an old monastery on an island. The island actually has a single road in and out, but only at low tide. The tides come in fiercely and swiftly, and they cover the road completely. So the police are quite cautious about people being on the road when the high tide is about to occur. As it happened, the day I rode in, it was pouring rain, and I took a bad fall off my bike. I was pretty shaken, so I cut my touring short and spent my free time in a cafe instead, drinking the local brandy. By the time I left, it was dark, and the tides were on the way back in. I was halfway down the road when my cycling companion and I were stopped by the police. The gendarmes informed me I was not allowed to ride my bike in the dark without a headlight and demanded that I get off my bike and walk. Now, I had no intention of walking back home in the rain after my fall, and I told them so in rapid-fire French. They responded, mais oui, and we began a passionate and heated conversation that involved threats about spending the night in jail. Suddenly, we heard the sound of air escaping from my tire. My companion had decided he didn't want to spend the night in jail, so he deflated my tire, and it stopped the conversation immediately. I tell you that story because I think we've all had that same experience where we've been in front of an audience, we've been engaged with them, we've had their attention, and all of a sudden we can feel it drifting out of the room like air out of a tire. But one of the things that can help us retain an audience's attention is story. So how does story help? Story creates engagement with an audience, it aids recall, and it helps deliver a more authentic presentation. It does that because, to start, story acts like a drug. Character-driven stories cause the release of the chemical oxytocin, which helps create empathy and cooperation with others. Think about the connections you feel with characters in a book that you love or in a movie that you love. That connection remains with you for years. Think about Star Wars, for example, and how long the story with Luke has engaged so many people. Empathy engages people and makes them want to know more, and the emotional response they have to your story actually improves their retention, meaning they'll remember more clearly what you've told them. So story is engaging and memorable. The other intriguing aspect to story is that we as humans are actually hardwired to understand its framework. It's something we're born with. Story is such an essential element of human communication that the U.S. Department of Defense actually invested millions of dollars studying story and its impact on people. Their study found that stories not only improve comprehension, memory, and enthusiasm, even more interesting, they found that story is actually strategic. And that's because story can knit together disparate, fragmentary information into a unified and cohesive whole making the information easier to understand. 
Now, clearly there's a difference between the stories we read in our spare time and the kinds of stories that can help us communicate more effectively in the workplace. What separates them is strategy. The strategy of story involves a purpose and a message, and it's built on four elements. The first is a core message. The second is a narrative experience or a reflection that can carry that message forward. The third is the integration of the message with your communications platform because it has to align with your strategy. And fourth is the understanding of your audience. I put message first because message is the foundation of any story. And like any foundation, it needs to be constructed properly and it needs to be strong. It should also be simple and easily conveyed, not unlike, for example, the core messages in fairy tales. Fairy tales are actually excellent examples of simple and memorable messaging. Let's look at the story of Hansel and Gretel. Stripped to its elements, it's the story of two children who are abandoned in the woods by their parents. As luck would have it, the sister and brother overhear their parents planning and stash breadcrumbs in their pockets so they can leave a trail by which to navigate back. It's not a bad idea, however hungry birds come along and eat all the crumbs, so Hansel and Gretel end up extremely lost deep in the woods. There, they encounter a witch who wants to eat them. But having already practiced escaping once, they hatch another plan, and this time it works. Leaving aside the messages about dysfunctional families, the key takeaway message in Hansel and Gretel could be, always have an exit strategy, or always have a plan B. Clear and memorable. Let's look at the messages in a couple of other fairy tales. In Jack and the Beanstalk, Jack's an entrepreneur who trades his milk cow for several magic beans. Now, without the cow, Jack and his family have nothing to eat. Still, he lays it all on the line to bet on his new venture, and it works. Jack manages to win the gold, slay the giant, and earn the respect of his family. What's the core message? Entrepreneurial risk-taking can pay off if you stay focused and work hard. Let's talk about The Little Mermaid. Ready to know what the, people know. the original version, not the Disney version. In the original telling, the mermaid trades her voice for legs to walk on land. But because she has no voice, which is her greatest gift, she's unable to tell the prince she loves him. This makes her so desperately unhappy, she ends up killing herself in the end, which of course is a decidedly different ending than the Disney musical. What's the core message of the original version? That's simple. When you give up your greatest asset, that which makes you special, you can lose yourself in the process. And finally, let's talk about Red Riding Hood, which is a tale which has been around for hundreds of years. In Red Riding Hood, a girl disobeys her mother and stops to speak with a wolf who goes to her grandmother's cottage and kills the grandmother before Red gets there. His plan, naturally, is to then kill Red and eat her. Now, in some variations of the story, the grandmother's actually killed, and Red comes in and discovers the wolf in her place. In other variations of the story, Red Riding Hood actually gets to the cottage before the wolf can kill the grandmother and rescues the grandmother. In still other variations, a hunter arrives and rescues Red and her grandmother. No matter how the story is told, the core message remains the same. If you wander off the path, you'll get into trouble. Now, by the way, these messages have been consistent not just for hundreds of years, but in some cases for thousands of years. 
Recent research has actually revealed that some of these tales are actually four or 5,000 years old. Now that is consistent messaging. Message is the platform for a strategic story because no matter how the story gets told, no matter how many variations on its narrative elements, the core message remains the same because the message is what gives rise to and shapes the story. We're finished telling this story, but the narrative continues next week with another. Join us then, and as always, leave us your stories and your feedback on our blog, thestorymechanics.blogspot.com. The Story Mechanics is a production of Bridgeview Media. You can find us at www.bridgeviewmedia.com.